Hello and welcome to another episode of the Completely Random Foolishness podcast hosted by me, Asia. Thank you so much for being here this week. I really appreciate all of you. If this is your first time here, then congratulations, you are in for a treat. And if this is not your first time here, if you are a returning listener, thank you as well for your continual support and the way you guys keep coming back every week listening for more. If it wasn't for all of you, then I'd be talking to myself. And I don't want to do that. So it is a beautiful day here in Upper North Carolina. A beautiful chilly day. It's 39 degrees today, which is a contrast from yesterday's 60-something degrees. But it's fine. We're going to make this work. (laughs) So today's episode is all about forgiveness. And you may be asking yourself, Asia, how is this the completely random foolishness podcast where it's supposed to be about, I don't know, foolishness. (laughs) If we're talking about something that's not so fun, like forgiveness, allow me to explain. You see here at the completely random foolishness podcast, we're going to talk about some of everything, some of everything that you can think of. Why? Because this is my podcast. And if I want to talk about it, then I'm going to talk about it. My goal here is that each and every week I bring something new to the table, something fresh, something that we didn't talk about before. I don't want to keep coming with the same topics. I want to talk about, you know, whatever is going on in my head at the moment. And it's It's so freeing to be able to just speak your mind. And that's what I want to do. I want to take your mind off of whatever is going on this week and have you focus on the now. Let's just relax. Let's have fun. Let's laugh. And let's just talk. So forgiveness. If you're not careful, you can hold on to things from the past for way too long. And you let it fester in your heart. And when you you let it do that, the... It's no longer just the person's fault, the other person's fault. You are at fault yourself. You are making things worse for yourself. And that is why I am a huge advocator for what I'm about to do today. But let's just keep going. In the interest of freeing myself from these past burdens, I wrote letters to various folk from my lifetime that have rubbed me the wrong way. Um... And I do this because I have an excellent memory. (laughs) I really do. And so I tend to remember the stupid things that people do. And sometimes that can hinder my ability to properly move forward from something. You know, you can say you forgive someone. You can say that, oh, it's a thing of the past. But then, you know, it's still kind of sitting there in your heart. And you, you know, when you see this person, it comes back up. You can't quite get it out of your head, even though you've told yourself and maybe the other person that you have forgiven them for what they have done to you, it still seems like it's a small piece of it that's just there. We are going to fix that today. Okay. Now here, here we go. (laughs) A small disclaimer. You know, I love my disclaimers. If you listen to my episodes, I have so many disclaimers. Here's today's. I've changed all of the names of the people mentioned in these letters to make sure that everyone stays anonymous. And also to be clear, I'm not really mad at these people, at least not anymore. I did pick, some of these are, uh, a few of them are more serious things and a few of them are more lighthearted things. So I kind of mixed them together. 
but none of them, none of these people to this day do I sit there and go, wow, I just really can't stand them, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I wanted to, but I did want to include these, specific, these ones specifically, because these are things that I do tend to remember about these people. When I think about these people, this is the thing <laughs> that I remember about them. And I don't want it to be like that. I want it to, you know, when you properly move on from something, you don't want the first thing that you think of about that person to be the thing that they did to you or uh, how you felt mistreated by them, maybe. You want to remember the good stuff. And so that's why I chose these. Um, I just thought it would be fun to call them out for what they did, basically, in, a, in an unharmful way. Um, also, some of these people I'll probably never see again. <laughs> And they'll probably never see this or hear this, depending on if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Let me, let me, let me just clear this up real quick too. So I have a video podcast that I do weekly, which is the same as, I don't know why I said that, like it's two different podcasts that I do. I do um, one podcast a week every Wednesday and I upload on Anchor and I upload on YouTube. Now, Anchor distributes to several different other platforms like Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, um, Stitcher, it's some other stuff, iTunes, and YouTube is just YouTube. But when I first started this podcast, I wanted it to be a video podcast because my favorite podcast of all time is the Jenna Julian podcast, which I started watching on YouTube. But video podcasting is a whole, whole different thing than just audio podcasting. Plus, I have so many technical difficulties with my computer and with my camera, like all the time. It is so freaking difficult. So as of right now, I think what I'm going to do is cease the YouTube thing and the whole video podcasting. And I do want to start it back up again, but just for right now. I'd rather just focus on the audio podcasting until I can really get this under my belt and get all this stuff worked out. I'm still working with the Wi-Fi issue with my computer. I'm just going to go get another LAN cable because my, uh, anyway, that's the, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> let's do this. All right. To my first letter here, we've got Dear Brenda. Hi there. <laughs> I know you remember me because I am the girl you relentlessly tried to bully. You didn't like how I wore my hair. You said it was too black. You didn't want me to be near your friends that day at the dance. And you physically pushed me away. Physically. Like you took your hands and you pushed me. When I wasn't even trying to come over there for you, I was going to someone else. But you were like, no, don't come over here. So yeah, you pushed me away. You yelled at me for running slow that day when I was really tired and you knew that I was out of shape. Yeah, I didn't want to play that sport. I told you I was bad at sports. I told the whole team I was bad at sports, but I had to play anyway. And you, and you yelled at me for it. You know, it hadn't, my running had nothing to do with you. You made fun of the gum that I brought to school and, um, I just wanted to let you know that you suck, okay? It's been years since I've seen you, and so I don't think that you've changed. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I meant to say, I don't know if you've changed. I hope so, because you made me feel bad about myself at every chance you could get. But here is the thing, I was always nice to you, 
always. And I gave you half of my giant Hershey bar that day when you were hungry and you forgot to bring a snack with you to school that time that a lot of us had to stay after school for a meeting. And to be honest, here's, here's what I think. I think you were insecure. You wanted to be someone that you were not. And because I reminded you of what you really are, <clears throat> a black girl, <laughs> you tried to push me down. I really hope that you got help for that. It would give away too much of your identity if I explained how I came to this conclusion. So let's just leave it at this. It is not okay and never will be okay to tear down your fellow black brothers and sisters just because you think it'll get you respect from your white peers. With love, Asia. Okay, letter's over. So, <laughs> I'm not the type of person to pull the race card for every little thing. But if you knew this girl, you would know that she clearly had a problem with being black. And I think it was subconscious because I don't think that she really knew that she had a problem with it. But she did. And like I said in the letter, I can't list all the reasons how I know this because I do want to protect her privacy. And there are several people that uh, I feel like would easily be able to identify her if I said it's not like, okay, well, if you know her, you'll probably be able to guess. But still, I do want to, like, take a lot of the details out. So, I do want to protect her privacy. Uh, yeah, a lot of the things that she said to me and a lot of things that she did, they just had really racist undertones. And some of the things that she said were actually, like, outright racist. Um, you know, such as telling me that my hairstyle was too black, therefore I should not be wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think she was constantly seeking approval from white people and it hurts me to think that because she just made herself look desperate. You know, <sighs> we all need to find validation in ourselves without relying on others, okay? Racism exists. It's a thing. As much as some people try to say it's not, it is a thing and I've experienced it on multiple occasions throughout the years. So I'm not saying that she didn't have a reason to feel like she had to suck up to all of her white friends. Maybe they made her feel bad at some point. I don't know. I don't know her life. I've never walked in her shoes, so I can't tell you. But what I do know is that it does not matter. It does not matter what people do and say to you. Because the one thing that I have never let anybody do, and I will never let anybody do, is make me feel inferior because of my race. And if you are one of those people that lets others make you feel inferior because of your race, I don't care what your race is, then you are part of your own problem. You are letting other people tear you down while simultaneously tearing yourself down. Like I said, I don't care what people do or say to you, you have to know your own worth because if you don't know, then no one else will either. And I will not take that back. So Brenda, if you are out there <laughs> or anybody else out there like Brenda, remember this. You don't have to tear, and it doesn't just go for race. You do not have to tear other people down to make yourself feel good or to gain respect from other people. If you are having to do that, then first of all, you need to find yourself a better friend group or a better group of people to be around because you should not have to gain respect like that. All right, next letter. Who do we have? Okay, dear Robert, thank you so much for stealing my phone. I don't have pockets. No, I'm sorry. I didn't have pockets in my band uniform. 
and I couldn't take my phone with me to the pep rally. So I left it in the bottom of my book bag under all my books and all my papers in what was supposed to be a locked classroom. And I left it there because you could not easily see it. You couldn't, unless you went through my stuff. And that's exactly what you did. You went through all of my stuff. So you suck, okay? You stole my phone, someone else's beats, uh, the, the headphones, beats, not like beats the food. <laughs> someone else's beats, someone's charger, and a whole lot of other stuff from other people's book bags. You don't do that, okay? And to this day, I still have no idea why you weren't at the pep rally with everyone else in the school. And I still don't know why you chose to raid the band room of all places. The band room. Come on, guy. We were, we were band geeks. We weren't all that special. Why'd you, why'd you choose our classroom? But you were caught on camera. And I got my phone back. And you got in trouble. I do want to thank you, though. Because you are the reason I will never again leave my phone unattended. Never. Even if someone says they're going to lock the doors, I don't care taking my phone with me. Next time I don't have pockets, the phone is going in my sock. Sincerely, Asia. All right. So I, I had other people ask me, why didn't I just keep my phone in my bra like some of the other girls did in the band? Uh, yeah, first of all, <laughs> the radiation. Um, I don't even like keeping my phone in my pocket because I don't like having my phone pressed up against me at all times. I can use it when I have to, but other than that, it stays away. So I'm definitely not going to put it in my bra and let it sit next to my boob. No, not going to do that. Second of all, I had a um, Samsung Note. I still have a Samsung Note now. I have the Note 8. But at the time, I had like the Note 3, I think, or the 5. Either way, it was like basically, the, the point is, it's a huge phone. And I'm not putting, like, you can't sit that comfortably in your shirt. Like, it's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look weird. <laughs> it's going to feel weird, too. So, no. That's why I kept it in my book bag. The teacher said he was going to lock the door. I guess he didn't because the dude was able to get into the classroom fairly easily. So, yeah. Yeah, that that was that. <laughs> but I, at least I got it back. So, all right. Next letter. Dear Mrs. Marshall. Mm -hmm. You suck big time. You constantly pitted me against my best friend and you wanted us, I'm um, sorry, where am I at? I lost my track. <laughs> and you wanted her to be better because she was in your homeroom and I was not. My homeroom teacher, by the way, was much nicer, much funnier, and much better at teaching. But you took it out on me for that reason and for more. You also took it out on me because you asked my dad out and he said no. Yeah, that's right. I know about it. <laughs> you tried to hide it, but a lot of people knew. You brought your daughter to class and you read my graded assignment out loud to her and to the entire room just to make me feel bad for getting a bad grade. But as it turned out, <laughs> you had graded it wrong. So instead of me getting a 50, I actually had an 85. Mm -hmm. And you got mad at me for reading ahead of the class in the book that we were assigned. But you insisted that anyone else who felt like the class was reading too slow could move on. So that's what I did, yet I was the one that got in trouble. And you made me do extra work, and you penalized me for all the times that the other teachers and staff, even the principal, had pulled me out of class for something that wasn't my fault. I wasn't in trouble. They just needed me for something. 
And yet I was the one who had to do extra work because it because of it. You got mad at me. Yeah. I still see you quite often, and the last time that I did, you did seem genuinely happy to see me. You hugged me, and you wanted to chat for, like, 15 minutes. So maybe you've gotten over whatever it was that made you not like me back then. I wish you well from Asia. So let, let, me, let me stop here and explain a little bit more about this teacher without giving away her identity. She... In, okay, well, let me let me go back. When I said that she constantly pitted me against my best friend because um, she wanted her to be better, it's not like this is speculation, okay? Um, my best friend at the time, who was actually still one of my best friends today, we were it, we were usually in the same classroom, but. This particular year, however, we were not in the same class. And so we had the same classes, but our homeroom teacher was different. So, like, you would rotate from your math class to your science class to your English class or whatever. Um, but you started off in a different place. But we all had the same teachers, per se. And she made... The, my teacher made the comment to me one day. She said... Well, okay, let me let me give you some background. Um, actually, about this book thing again. She gave us this book to read, and she wanted the class to read together. So someone in the class would read out loud, and the whole class would be together. But if you felt like the class was going too slow, which they were, because I'm a pretty fast reader, even back then, I like I, I read super fast because it was my favorite thing to do. Like reading was my life. I love to read. And so while the class is on chapter two, I might be on chapter 10. Also, because she had us reading the same chapter like three times. It was so weird. Anyway, about the book. She came over to me and my best friend. We were sitting beside each other and she says, hey, let me change my best friend's name to Wilma. Okay. <laughs> hey, Wilma. You, I know you read pretty fast, so if you want to go ahead of the class, you can. And she was like, cool, okay, I'll do that. And so Wilma goes ahead. And then she stands there in front of the class and she says, if anyone else is feeling like the class is reading too slow, feel free to read ahead. And everybody was like, sweet, sick, all right, we can do that. So that's what I did. <sighs> <laughs> But here's the issue with that. At the time, this particular day that she said that, I actually had switched my homeroom from my teacher to her. So my homeroom teacher was Mrs. Uh, Ross, okay? <laughs> I gotta make up names. And my best friend Wilma's homeroom teacher was Mrs. Marshall. So this particular day, my homeroom teacher told me to go and spend the day with uh, Mrs. Marshall's homeroom class. So like I would use their rotation and everything. So when she was saying all of that, she was really talking to her class and not my class. All right. So this is really important to the story. Okay. So like a week later, I'm back in my rotation for, I, I, I still don't even know why I had to switch, but I'm back in my homeroom rotation. And so we get to Mrs. Marshall's class at the end of the day and the class 
is like, let's say on chapter five in the book, I'm near the end. And so as the class is reading out loud, I'm reading to myself like way ahead in the book. And Mrs. Marshall stops the class and she says, wait a minute, Asia, are you paying attention? And I said, I am, but I'm, I'm reading ahead. <laughs> and she laughs and she says, who told you you could read ahead? Why do you feel like you're special? And I was so confused. I said, you told us we could read ahead. And she said, no, I told my class I could read ahead. You're not in my class. I said, but I was sitting there. I thought you were talking to me too. And she said, no, you're not in my homeroom. And this, these, the, these next, this next part is not exactly the words that she said. But I'm going to paraphrase. But basically, <laughs> what she let come out of her mouth was that the principal or whoever it is that makes, I think, I think it was the principal, but whoever it is that makes the classes up, whoever put um, the, these particular students in Mrs. Marshall's homeroom and whoever put these particular set of students in Ms. Ross's homeroom, uh, they separated them due to academic level, which let me go ahead and throw out there was not true. That was not true. We were not separated by academic level because um, here's how I know that. We had an AIG group in school, which was not like your typical AIG group because I've heard from other schools that had AIG groups and they didn't do theirs like this. But basically what would happen is they would take out the, these particular kids at a certain time every day to go sit in another classroom and do quote unquote AIG work, which really wasn't, but that's another story too. So we had so many different kids from each classroom coming to this AIG group. It wasn't like it was just one particular class, even though Ms. Marshall liked to think that it was not. So I was very confused. And she, she basically says that because I am not in Mrs. Marshall's homeroom class, I am not at the same academic level as her group. And so therefore... I was not allowed to read ahead because I would not be able to keep up. And you know, I I just, that did not sit right with me for several reasons. One, for one thing, I was clearly sitting there when she said that, when uh, she told the class that they could read ahead. So why on earth would I think that it didn't apply to me? Second of all, how dare she call me out in front of the whole class as if, you know, I feel like I'm some somebody special, like I can just break the rules because that's that is not the case at all. That is not what happened. And she knows that, but she just wanted me to feel bad. And then the next thing is, how dare you imply that a certain group of kids is dumber than another set of group of kids because we're in a different class, like a different homeroom class. How special do you think you are? You know? And I just, I didn't even know what to do with that. So because I was stubborn as I was, I was determined I was going to read what I wanted to read anyway. And so even though she wanted the class to stay together, I did not pay any attention to what was going on. When she called on me to read, because this is what she liked to do, she was like, from now on to make sure everyone's paying attention, we won't just have one person read, we'll have several people read. So what I had to do <laughs> was listen with one ear, figure out where, like, approximately where they were, 
because she she didn't split us up by like chapters. She split us up by she split the readers up by page. And so I like pretty much knew like when a person stopped, we must be on the next page. So I still kept my place in the book where I was reading, but I also let um, myself pay attention to where the person that was reading for the class stopped it. So that way, when she called on me, I was able to still read. And if that's not smart, I don't know what is, you know. And at the time, I think it really did make me feel bad because I had never had a teacher just like seriously, um, like come at me like that. And I had never had a teacher who just really did not like me for whatever reason. And I didn't know. Um, and it only got worse that day we had a parent teacher conference and she was so, oh gosh, it was so weird. She... Ugh, I don't want to give away too much. But she basically, she called my dad into the room to have the parent-teacher conference. And I was sitting there with him. And then she got this look on her face and she sent me out of the room. She was like, now this part I just have to talk to him. I was like, alright. So I left. And later that day, when we were home, my dad was like, uh, is your teacher okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get into that. Um, so, anyway, that's, that's the whole, that's pretty much the story behind Mrs. Marshall. She, she was a really weird woman. She really was. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, next letter. To my dearest Susan. Let me tell you about yourself. You were like family to me. I gave you tons of hugs every time I saw you because I was always so glad to see you. Like, the day didn't feel right if I saw you and didn't get to go over and squeeze you. You were family. Like I said, you were just like family. I hung out with you and all of your people all the time. I really did. They, they also saw me as family. And so I surely did not think that you would be against me the way that you were. And I really didn't think that you'd say the hateful, hurtful things that you said. Not just about me, but about, you know, my my real family. As much as I say you were like family, you weren't my family. And so it, it kind of hurt me to hear, I'm not going to say kind of, no, it really hurt me to hear that you slandered us the way that you did. And we didn't even know it for such, for the longest time. We had no idea that it was you. And when I confronted you about it, oh, you know, how do you, you felt like, how dare I? How dare I confront you? And you had the nerve to bring other people into it to try and get me straight. Like, you know, I was out of line. I wasn't out of line. I was super respectful, but I just had to let you know that, hey, I know what you're doing. So I see how it is. And recently you've been pretending that none of that ever happened. I hold no ill will towards you, but I would prefer from now on to just leave you be. That way I can make sure you don't have another change of heart. I still love you though, and uh, all is well. With warm regards, Asia. Oh, and uh, by the way, you suck. So I know I've had a personal story for each one of these letters. But uh, I don't really have a personal story for this one. This one's just more, like, it makes me more angry, I think, than some of the other ones do. So I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I really don't. Um, we're just going to move on to the next one.
Oh, actually, this is the last one, the last one that I wrote. Two, Isabella. Once again, none of these names are even close to these real people's names. I just, like, made up something. So, Isabella. You didn't have to disappear on me without an explanation. The first year, maybe a year and a half, that we were friends, it was amazing. I met you... Uh, actually talking to another friend of mine and that you happen to be friends with and we kind of just hit it off and it was really cool because I had never met anybody like you before but then you would ignore me for days at a time sometimes and then eventually you would ignore me for weeks at a time you wouldn't answer my phone calls you wouldn't answer me when I texted you you would see me and then walk away you wouldn't even speak. You left me for other, cooler people. You only came back when it was convenient for you. And when all the other girls abandoned you because you suck, you would crawl back to me because I was all you had. And I put up with you for way too long, but it was only because I genuinely liked you. You were funny. You were smart. You had a lot going for you. But you were also manipulative and you were rude. I've never hated anybody in my life, but you had me growing a hatred in my heart for you. And it was because you lacked the responsibility to apologize for how you treated people. Because you used the way we cared about you as a way to step all over us. And I wasn't the only one, that's why I'm saying us. But I sat down and I really thought about it one day. You act like that on the surface, but I've seen you break down. You are not as tough as you, you try to act. I've seen you at your lows, and I know that deep down, you had a good heart. I just don't think you know how to access it all the time. So I took a step back from you, and I let you do your thing. I'm the type of person that is so busy looking out for other people that I forget to look out for myself. And so many people were trying to tell me, leave this girl alone. Like, stop letting her come back to you when all she does is tear you apart. Okay? She doesn't care about you, but I knew, I, I knew, I knew that in your own stupid way that there was a small part of you that really did like being my friend. You just, like I said, sometimes you just didn't know how to access the good part of your heart and you were so focused on, you know, hanging with much cooler people that you forgot that sometimes these cool people that you hang out with, they're not really, you know, always looking out for your, you know, like the, the best, they don't always have the best intentions for you. I did. You And you knew I did. That's <laughs> so why you would always come back. This time, though, I had to do right by me. And that is why I left you. You kept in touch with me some, but thankfully you mostly kept your distance. I know that your friendships right now are troubled and they are rocky just like they were for as long as I've known you because I've been talking to your friends and I know that they say you can sometimes be a hot mess. But other than that, Isabella, you seem to be doing pretty well. And I'm happy for you. I wish you the best, just like I wish everyone that I've ever, you know, everyone that I've ever really had some type of connection to some type of relationship with I wish them all the best so same goes to you Isabella and hopefully one day you realize just how much people really do care about you and you stop all of that foolishness so take care Asia 
All right. <laughs> that was the last letter. And I will say that that last letter, oh gosh, it really helped because I needed to vent. I needed to get that one out. I did actually talk to Isabella about it several times. And she, like, it seemed like she would get the light of day for, I don't know, a short amount of time. And then she'd go right back to how she was before. So eventually I just said, all right, forget it. That's enough of this. <laughs> I can't deal with it anymore. But Isabella, strangely enough, was the only one on this list. Or it just act out of everyone that I've ever had really pissed me off. Isabella, I think, was the only one that truly succeeded <laughs> in making me crack. And, and just making, like, uh, my very, very calm demeanor just disappear. Like, it dissipated completely. Sometimes dealing with Isabella, I would lose my mind. Oh, I would lose my mind. But, you know, you have to go back and you have to think... You have to think about the things that make people do what they do. I'm not saying that you should let people run all over you. I'm definitely not advocating for that at all. But I am saying that nobody is perfect. And if you continually cut off everyone that you know, just because they've done you wrong, like once or twice, then eventually you're not going to have anyone left. Definitely though, definitely, if this person is toxic and adding no value to your life whatsoever, then yes, Snip, snip. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut them out of your life. Get rid of them. Keep them in last year. Don't bring them to 2019. But there are some special occasions, not occasions, situations where you realize that there is more to, to it than meets the eye. And that's what happened with Isabella. I realized that there are things in her life that make her act the way that she does. And so it's not necessarily that she's a bad person, but I think she's focusing on the wrong things and she's gotten better. She's definitely gotten better, but oof, for a time there, she was rough, rough around the edges. And I say that, uh, I say all of that to say this, you know, all of us are a little rough around the edges sometimes. None of us are perfect. We're all human, unless you're not human. If there are any aliens listen to the, listening to this, then I am not talking to you. I am... Uh, you need to go away now. <laughs> but uh, what I'm basically trying to say is that all of these people in these letters, yes, did they make me mad? Definitely. Yes, they did. But I have really been taking the time to see past a person's actions and look at um, their intentions and look at what caused them to, to do this and just, there's so many different factors involved in every decision that a person makes. And so, for example, with my the first letter I wrote, Brenda, you could look at Brenda's actions and say, well, Brenda was just being hateful. And yeah, she was because she like found ways to nitpick that I didn't even know. Like, you can, can you really nitpick at a, the, a person's choice of gum that they bring to school? Like, I brought a certain brand of gum to school and she was like, oh my God, ugh. Yeah, you would bring that to school. I was like, this has nothing to do with you. This is my gum. I want to chew it. Like, what is wrong with you? But, but if you sit back and you think about what made Brenda act like this, you'll realize that maybe that's not really Brenda. Maybe it's Brenda's circumstances and situations that's speaking for Brenda. 
And that's how I got to the conclusion. I said, wait a minute, let me put two and two together. Because right now two and two is adding up to seven and it needs to add up to four. And suddenly everything was making sense. I thought about, you know, the comments that she made. I thought about how she was acting around certain groups of people. And then I realized, I said, oh my God, I have it. I got it. I got it completely. Brenda is insecure. Now, is that an excuse? No, no, it is not. But does it explain some things? Yes, it does. And it makes me have a heart for people. It really does. And so I actually reached out to Brenda uh, one time. And because she she sent me a friend request on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, I think she's deleted her page since then, but she sent me a friend request on Facebook and I accepted it. I really didn't want to, but I did. And she posted something one day and I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. It was a book, I think. And uh, she she posted it. And so I replied to it and I was like, hey, yeah, I really like this book. And I have a whole bunch of other ones just like it that I've already read and I'm actually trying to get rid of some books now so if you want some I'd be glad to let you have some and we actually started talking about the books and then I you know I, I realized I said Brenda's you know she's a pretty okay person I can see why other people at the school that we were going to at the time I can see why other people liked her because she she was like pretty cool in some ways not every way because she still sucks <laughs> but um yeah, like, Brenda wasn't so one-sided anymore. Suddenly she had dimensions. I don't, like, dimensionality. <laughs> I'm making up a word here, I think. But she had, like, she just, like I said, she just wasn't so one-sided anymore. I started to see more of Brenda. And that's, like, really the whole point that I'm trying to make here. Um, but sometimes, though, you just need to vent. And so with some of these people, I've actually been able to talk to them about the situations. And so it's not like I'm avoiding it entirely and just coming here to vent. No, I've talked to them. But it also helps to just kind of talk to yourself about it. But, you know, I, I have a podcast. So <laughs> instead of just talking to myself, I can put this out there. You know, I can talk to a bunch of people at one time about this and they'll never know exactly who I'm talking about. But that is pretty much what I wanted to do today. Uh, you should try it. Uh, maybe some of you out there have people in your lives that truly, absolutely suck. And you need to put them in their place while simultaneously taking a load off of your heart. So try it. Uh, write a letter to your middle school gym coach, to your neighbor, maybe to that uncle that stole money from you when you were a kid so he could buy cigarettes. Um, I don't, I'm not speaking from personal experience. I just, I'm just making things up. Um, maybe even to that squirrel that lives in your roof and he won't stop running around all night and he's keeping you awake. Write a letter to him. Tell him how much he sucks. Okay. Fully express it. Try it today. I'm so serious. This works people. This works. Uh, once you've done that, you can even email me some of your letters, you know, change the names of course, cause we're not going to be so shady that we name drop people. But I do want to see what other people have done to piss you off and how you have forgiven them. Because remember, this whole entire episode is about forgiveness. That's what we're doing. 
Um, I, I, <laughs> I kind of want to do another one of these where I write letters to people that have made me laugh. Like, for example, Dear Joe, I think about it all the time, how you wanted to see how fast you could run, and then you ran head first into a pole. It was hilarious, because we told you not to do it. <laughs> or I could write letters to people that I need to apologize to, such as, Dear David, remember that time I bit into a lemon and the juice shot across the table and it hit you in the eye? <laughs> remember how you screamed? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so maybe in the future we'll do more episodes like that. But as for now, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had some laughs. I had some some moments where I was getting frustrated all over again. But I had to remind myself this is about forgiveness and not dwelling on the past. Um, I hope that it brought some light to your life. I hope that you were able to successfully stop thinking about things that were bothering you. Maybe you've got a coworker that has been nagging you all month and you just really want to sock them one good time in the mouth. Maybe this makes you feel differently about them. I don't know. Maybe you really, really hated this podcast and you'll never listen again. That's okay too because everyone has their own cup of tea. And maybe this one just isn't yours. I don't even like tea. Tea's nasty. Okay, so but if you did like this, then go tell other people about it because this is such a small little podcast. I don't have that many listeners, but the ones that I do have, I'm so appreciative for because I really do like podcasting. Go and tell someone today to listen to the Completely Random Foolishness podcast. Check it out once again. If you go to my YouTube channel, it probably won't be some episodes up for a couple of weeks at least, but there will be a new episode out on Anchor every single week and also to every platform that Anchor distributes to. So if you liked it, go and tell someone, check us out again next Wednesday and we will have a completely different topic because this is a completely random foolishness podcast. Thank you so much. I will see you later. Bye bye. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Completely Random Foolishness or on Twitter at CRF underscore podcast. Intro and outro music made by Eric Burwell, aka The Best Dad Ever. And thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity I call a podcast. <laughs>